Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Bingetown TV and our coverage of Netflix's Yu Yu Hawk show. And this that's the first time I didn't fuck up and almost say Jujutsu Kaisen, but I'm going to bring Jujutsu Kaisen up because if you're watching our Jujutsu Kaisen episode as well, if you're double trouble following us for all the anime coverage, you'll notice, yes, this is the same outfit from the Jujutsu Kaisen coverage. So we're just pumping these episodes out before the holidays because we like the shows and we like you guys. So this is episode three of Yu Yu Hakusho. And again, there's no episode titles. So we're just going to kind of get right into it. This episode kind of breaks itself nicely into three parts. We have pre-training, we have the training arc, and then we have kind of the fallout post-training arc. So we're going to take it in those those little blocks, which makes it easier for us. And hopefully the conversation flows nice and easy. So pre-training, we have two scenes. The first scene is going to be Yusuke on his little mission to infiltrate the mansion. This is to just receive the conjuring blade for Koenma from Hiei. Uh, and that obviously does not go very well. Do they, like immediate, a, do they immediately talk about the power of the knife at the beginning of the episode? Or is that a little bit later? Okay, so I guess the power of the knife was it is able to grant you whatever power you want. Is that yeah. what it's saying? And the power that he has is called what again? What? Not third eye. It's it's called the Jangan eye. Jangan eye. Okay. Yeah. So still, I guess some questions that we were having from the last episode about that, just in terms of, you know, was the eye always there and did he slice it open or was the eye never there and did him cutting himself with the knife open it not really too much explained about it but It'd it was be, cool getting the the powers of the knife right away i was like oh, okay the knife gave him the power that's what i thought gave him the eye yeah yeah that's I what think i think that's supposed to be how you interpret it in the the source material if i'm not mistaken i think it's like surgically implanted something like he chooses to do and has like a i guess an operation almost so i saw some people online like upset like they changed how he got his power but i don't know i don't think they have time to explain a surgery i think it, no also called it that that's a sis just whatever yeah, yeah. that's true that's true but um the fight i'm also i'm also uh, thinking mullet mullet man is <laughs> use case father related to him. i'm thinking i thought the same thing <laughs> I'm, I'm i thought that, the same thing i'm putting it on the board right now since you got that one i'm getting this one fuck we'll see though fucker we'll see i don't think it's too it's just because every time Yusuke has been mentioned around him, he has like some weird look. We're kind of get we're getting ahead of ourselves. Sorry, Kyle, but I just no, wanted to put okay. that theory on the board before we get too into things. I definitely think there's some kind of like connection. familial connection to him and somebody in the story, like somehow. Yeah, but it's got to be have, Yusuke. I never even thought about it because we know obviously we only had ever seen the mother, uh-huh. never the father, never. And like, why is him. he so adept to like the spirit energy and blah blah blah? And the our old detective something happened to the old detective right and they need a new one true ah. yeah these are all mysteries and plus he mysteries. was like i know who sent you that thought that was interesting i mean that doesn't confirm that it has nothing to do with mola men but yeah okay kyle yeah. take us away buddy you're good though just more mysteries although the one yeah. thing that we know for certain is that he is quite fast and he's much stronger than his case at this point it's kind of just the theme of the fight essentially is that he is much too fast for him, defeats him pretty soundly and easily. He doesn't even need to draw the blade, which for Yusuke seems like um, there's quite a bunch of shame involved in that. So we conveniently after this, kind of the next scene is going to be our fat rotund businessman Tarakane is flown to Mulletman's Island and kind of for safety and to be shown who his new bodyguards are going to be. So in these scenes, we get a fight, well, I guess a punch, um, an escape attempt. 
and then we get some new faces as well. So there's some funny parts here. There's some interesting parts here. I thought a lot was going on here. So I'm just kind of curious of what your thoughts are on, on most of these things. I've Toguro was Toguro, right? I believe so. Yeah. I thought he was really cool. I mean, his power seems to be kind of body enhancement. We'll see a little bit more into it, but he definitely put on a quite a performance for whatever yeah. the fat like guy's I, name is. Sagio yeah, or Sagio? Sagio. Sagio is Mullen Man. man. Yeah. yeah. Tarukane is. Tarukane, right? Yeah. Is our rotund. Fat that was a great display of power. I feel like this episode, we got introduced to a lot of characters that are going to be new and potential, uh, like strong boys going forward. So. This was a good display. Apparent, I think Togro has definitely caught my eye of all the people that we've been introduced introduced to these episodes, just because it seems like he is the peak of yokai strength almost, because he's been around for one hundred plus years and is still looking for that one person to fight. Seems like he's given up on that because he's willing to kind of go back home since there's no one. "Quote unquote, good left to fight." So, why are you saying he's been around for a hundred plus years? Did he say that? Am I missing that? I feel like it didn't. It say it was like hundred fifty years. Am I pulling that out of my ass? I don't am know I thinking if, of? I might be I now crossing. I think you're thinking of JJ Kenny. But there's also yeah, I think the exact number for sure. But they they do imply he's quite old later on when Genkai's like looking at the dojo kind of class picture. That's at least how I took it. Yes, type of deal there. He's yeah. at least as old as Genkai. That's how I think. Yeah, and he obviously does not look it. Right. Yeah. So we also, I mean, we see his brother, the little guy. We see his power as well because we have um, the Korame uh, being escaped by that goon that they, you know, made obvious last episode that he was going to try to get her out. His power seems almost limitless. He can just kind of morph and manipulate his body at will. So he just. Kind of takes that guy out. That guy was a good shot, though, which I thought was was funny. At least he had like we could put a little bit of respect on his name before he just quickly gets wiped off the face of the earth and we super don't think about him again. Yeah, yeah, yeah good for him. Simp. The OG Mojito. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. I guess yeah, this I mean, is, his powers are very similar to me. Yeah, that's true. That's actually a good point. Um, but it seems like he has the power of like camouflage, body morphing. I mean, I honestly did not expect this this goon to go down as quickly as he yeah. did. I thought there was actually going to be some level of like escape or like story. Right. Yeah. And I guess the hints should have been that we were never told his name. That's, I feel like usually a good sign that it's just fodder. It's a fantastic point. Yeah. Um, good point. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I was surprised. I honestly was shocked when the guy, I, I kind of was hoping a little bit, not hoping a little bit more, but I, I just, I guess, yeah, just dumbfounded that this guy ended up being nothing and the, the plan failed. Yeah. Yeah. Miserably. So, what is uh Nichan's um uh what is her thing that they keep calling her? Korame? Yes. Is that that's not her name, right? That's like her that that's what they're call, that's her what yeah, she that is. Was a question I was having because I feel like they were unless I was reading it wrong, they kept kind of going back and forth between like the Korame and just like let's move Korame. Mm -hmm. I, I understood I understood it as she's that's her like She's not a yokai. She's a Korame. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out if our Shinigami, what's her name? Bo Bo Botan. Botan. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Botan. If Botan is that as well. Mm -hmm. But it's not okay. clear because they she called herself a quote unquote Grim Reaper as the subtitles reveal to us, which I know to mean Shinigami. Um, 
I'm curious to see what her story is. I mean, the, her ability to produce these tears is obviously very valuable to the humans in this story. Yep. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. the brother, the body manipulation guy, he's pretty cool. Yeah, and weird an looking power. how he's like miniature human. It's weird. Yeah, it's funny. You'd think if he could control what he looks like, he's maybe actively choosing potentially to look like that, which is kind of funny to think Catch about. Catch people off guard, maybe. I guess so, yeah. Um, and then speaking of the Tears of Ice, the last little part of here is essentially uh, Mullet Man gives Tarakane, it seems like he's giving it to them at the very least, a bunch of Tears of Ice, and he gives them like a bodyguard squad, which is going to be the two brothers, the Tokoros, and we have some masked person and then some person who's like a Reinhardt clone from Overwatch. He's just all in armor, has the huge like hammer axe thing that he has there. So obviously it feels like more to come with them, but Axe Guy definitely was the one that I'm looking forward to most to. His design just looks really cool. So of course I want to see him fight. But I still think Togro is probably the strongest out of everyone we've seen so far. Probably. If I had to guess. Um the tears came from the altercation, right? Like she cried because Simp Super Simp died. That's what I that's what I oh, thought. I didn't think about that. Yeah. That is interesting. There's definitely that makes a lot of sense. How about that? It makes a lot of sense. A plus, bro. Come yeah, on. the intuition on point as always. <laughs> so now I think we can move into the training arc. So the training arc part of this episode kind of begins with Botan telling Yusuke he's got to go train with this master Genkai. This is a person who uses a spirit wave, and we kind of get Korobara is eavesdropping. He's obviously not going to let Yusuke train without him, so he wants to tag along. Uh, we get a little bit like a funny intro scene with Genkai, and then we just get right into the training. So Yusuke's training is he has to do a one-finger handstand on a spike, and Korobara's training is he has to break a boulder with wooden swords. There's a lot of good moments here. There's good conversations. There's good fights. So um, I think we can literally talk about everything we want to with them training and fighting. I think there's there's kind of a lot here. Um, Genkai is a boss. She's the... Yeah epitome of uh the sensei everybody wants and needs right mm -hmm. um uh, the training was cool uh we got like a lot of a, a big time skip which is uh interesting as well um i love i love to have how uh Karabura, um i'm pronouncing that right correct no Karabane? kua kua bara kua bara i've definitely mispronounced it too I at least that's how i pronounce it i keep thinking it's k-u-r-a not k-u right and that's what i got that's why i just got thrown off it's all good though kua. i'm yeah. kua okay. bara. i wish this is gonna sound ignorant i wish that there was an anime that their names were just like mike joe dave <laughs> well, like, you can make it if you want <laughs> i'm gonna because I, I can't some the names don't stick to me sometimes kua bara i enjoyed his inclusion in this training i'm glad that he eventually got to manifest spirit energy which we all predicted would happen and his training style was awesome it's just like classic he's like hard-headed dude and here's yeah. a hard-headed task you have to split this fucking boulder and he did not give up one bit i'm more proud of him than yusuke because yusuke yeah, was sure. a whiny little bitch to be honest but he came through when it counted although i have one little gripe I feel like he didn't accomplish enough in his training for him to be uh for him to uh be rewarded the way he was. Like like she praised him after shitting on him for a month, she gave him the highest praises at the end. Um but she did leave him uh with some very valuable wisdom. Don't sell like people who sell something important to them to get stronger are weak 
have weak hearts mm-hmm. and stuff. Like I think that was a direct analogy to her former classmate, right? So yeah. um who I think I think it's fair to assume like he's the adversary, the strongest of the of the villains that he'll will eventually face. Mm-hmm. I liked the training montage. It is your prototypical um anime style thing and I think as a live action adaptation overall they did a very good job the Genkai's clash with Yusuke was great she just worked him just based on experience and knowledge and she was also impressed by him when he was able to replicate her move Um, I thought that was sweet and it adds something to Yusuke that we know he's we obviously have seen through his environmental his uses of the use of his environment around him during the fights he's like nifty and um crafty but that was a nice little detail yeah. as well she For was a little niftier and craftier she was hitting it with, with the I don't walnuts know. yeah he was, she was, was fucking him up with them <laughs> <laughs> which yeah, was I think, good i think alki summed it up really well there i mean kurabara has immediately jumped i think to easily being my second favorite character if he, he might him and yusuke are probably neck and neck like i, I wouldn't They're choose great. one or the yeah, other he's over a the beast. other what are you so alki you mentioned and if you've been listening along for the first two episodes you know that the two of them knew that this was kind of going to happen in terms with Kuwabara and his, you know, being able to manifest spirit energy, but thoughts about the fact that it's in the form of a sword. It feels very like prototypical uh sidekick type of guy, like the right hand manned weapon, but I'm just curious of of what you think about it. I was kind of shocked actually that he, they went with the sword route. I mean, I fucking love swords, so I'm always gonna vouch for swords over bare fists fighting, but I was I was definitely shocked, uh, but I think Alki described it perfectly in the terms of just you know just he's a hard headed guy, so here's a just a physical challenge for you. And uh, use case was no like that was tough too, obviously. Um, His was more yeah. mental, yeah. You know, it's like you have I to mean, hold this for twelve hours. If you had to choose one to do, the right older. now. <laughs> I guess the right? older, yeah. Dude, yeah. What the Maybe just not, not on a spike, though. Not on a spike if it's use case. I'd still probably rather choose the boulder. Like, I think, I the, think boulder, the training yeah. method fit in. Like, that's why Genkai, obviously, she's like a, a boss. She tailored the training yeah. to each of them perfectly you know because yusuke's was so he can pinpoint the spirit energy which he then was able to translate into a spirit gun and kawabura's was so he could manifest spirit energy in general i yeah. fucking love the sword i'm so pissed yusuke doesn't have it i wish yusuke <laughs> had it like nah, bro, it is just, so bad just popping off and then just beating people up with his hands baby i just I, you know i just love swords over hands any day oh i'm yeah. a sword guy yeah. me too but, yeah. um it reminded me of the fire force guy arthur right Arthur, yeah fucking dweeb <laughs> that's a but really cool weapon that is a really, really cool, cool weapon. weapon yeah um yeah so basically i like how genkai it's it's tough because you can't really like there's so much that went on that we didn't see that's i think the one kind of drawback negative of the fact that it's only five episodes i'm i was curious i was even going to ask you guys if it felt like quick slashed unearned almost and how can you kind of voice that opinion a little bit too it did feel very like cut of like yusuke kind of finally like is able to do it for 12 hours like kuwabara gets his sword and then we're like okay here's i'm entrusting you this like incredibly sensitive and like important object like the spirit wave orb like you have to hold it and protect it type of deal i i think they played it well in the sense that like she was sensing that it needed to end 
and like something was up type of deal. But I, I agree that it felt kind of like very short and like quick. But it's not that I don't think on. he's worthy. You yeah. know, it just feels like she was not indicating he she felt he was worthy of it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he got it. Like I felt she was singing Kawabura's praises like, you know, very high. Yeah. So I'm well, she you. also maybe could was like planting. I feel like I took it when she like tells Botan like he's utterly hopeless. And yeah, like maybe her Koenma. goal was always to give her this. To I give thought him maybe this, like she was like trying to motivate him, like the fact that he was like could hear it through the wall and like, yeah, was using it more like motivational because she says like you did it like your competitive spirit at the end is kind of like what pushed you there. So I think maybe she was trying to True. motivate him that way. You're probably right. I, I mean, you know, it's a hard nosed, tough love attitude. Yeah. And I, I don't necessarily like I like that. But, I, you know, I was just surprised how it the switch was flipped so mm-hmm. quickly. But yeah. nonetheless, didn't take away from the story. Yeah. So just important developments here is that, like I said, um, Yusuke now has this spirit wave orb, whatever that may be. We're not really sure yet at this point inside of him that he's t- to protect. And his spirit energy itself has grown. So it seems like he now has access potentially to more spirit energy than he did in the past. He's also able to control it much better, which is kind of that that final lesson with um, teaching him how to build it up and then focus it kind of like at the end of the garden hose, like she was saying, which creates that huge spirit gun that he shoots off, which is really cool. Um, and that spirit gun catches the attention of Togoro, the younger Togoro, who's the bigger Togoro. And we saw, technically we skipped over the scene, but it's, it was kind of hard to fit it in, in like a, a seamless way. So we see him like kind of in the sinkhole with Mullet Man being like, I got to get to the demon world because like there's no one left here for me to fight type of deal. So he, I think, senses this spirit gun, this huge one go off and is like, okay, bet, like, let's got a get it. to stay around. Yeah. And then I think Genkai also now realizes too, I think she says kind of after that, like, okay, they're coming. They, so she yeah, kind of she- shuffles them out of there. My only I like the, the music send off was good. Yeah, the music actually I keep forgetting to mention it. The music has been really good. And even episode one, when I think it's like when Kurabara is even introduced or one of the, like the squad up moments, like the there's like some like rap music in the background. Yeah. It's pretty high. The hip hop of this when they show up to yeah. for the first time, it's like 90s, like Beastie Boys. Yeah, like hip hop, which I thought was like a, a nice choice. It's been hype. But um, yeah, yeah, Toro. It's just the whole connection like i think alki your your prediction is kind of coming i'm i'm leaning more towards your side of that you know sakio wants to have the demons invade that's just i think that was wasn't 100% laid out in this episode but basically almost confirmed that he is pr- trying to breach the portal yeah. at le- at the very least and he's literally using it as a power source too like he Correct. has the reactor or whatever that's there but it can only open like a hole as big as a fist right yeah, that's what said. the scientist said. But uh, I guess moolah. my other thought would be is was Genkai then a, a yokai or how is Togoro a yokai when maybe being a human in the past kind of thing? I just I guess yeah, questions not, about Togoro. It's entirely clear. Although we do know that they can use human disguises. I don't think Togoro is a, a demon. Interesting. I think that he like sold his soul or something. They did mention someone was selling their soul, and I don't know who they were referring to. I can't remember off the top of my head. I don't but, even know if Hie is a demon yet. I'm not 100% convinced of human, that. Though? I don't think they're human. I don't know, because, I mean, his sister is being called 
something as a third party like mm-hmm. being we don't even know we've never heard of that i don't know what that means i'm not gonna look up what it means because then it's gonna yeah. reveal it so you know when you so, say that he's not a yokai or demon are you, you're not saying he's a human you're saying he might be something else or you're saying that he's maybe human? like an angel i'm just using curious. air quotes on that term i don't know i actually don't know uh kyle okay yeah his fine. super speed makes me leads me to believe he's not he's not human but i'm not sure he's a yokai yeah i'm with you that i don't think he is a yokai i think he might be something different but i personally think togro is a yokai but that's just okay that's well whatever yeah yeah Uh, so we're not supposed to know i don't think yeah yeah yeah. well i mean obviously we're gonna get clashes in the future i mean we know that Mm -hmm. there's there's literally been a fight and a a good one in every episode so looking forward to, to more of those obviously last little scene in this training arc type kind of part of the episode i guess let's say just that karama hie interaction we, we pretty much talked about it already though karama just kind of confirms that he used the conjuring blade to open up the the jangan eye and then karama is trying to basically get him to give it back to yusuke so karama is vouching for yusuke in this sense he's like hey you used it you got what you wanted out of it like just give it to me so we can give it to the spirit detective he ain't about that life though Oh, okay. I'm for some reason when he said the blade in their conversation, I was like, why would he give his actual katana <laughs> no, to? Yeah, no. Because uh, I was like, uh, why Yusuke doesn't need that shit unless he would give it to Kur- Kurobara, which I thought would have also been pretty cool. But okay, yeah, that makes no. so much more sense. Yeah, I literally Kurama's had a note written just, down. Okay. Yeah, he's just trying to help Yusuke out and get the final artifact. Makes that, sense. Yeah. So Kurama, he can, like, complete the mission. Kurama, good guy. Lo- love him. Yeah. He's a rider. It seems he's officially a rider. Mm-hmm. And we'll get a little more of him because we'll talk about it right here. So the post-training act. So this is kind of two big things happen. First one's going to be Genkai is in the dojo. She's contemplating about the past. We know, you know, it's raining. It's it's at night. She's thinking about the past. We know what's going to happen. Who else slides through that door? Then Togoro, younger Togoro, this is. They have a little, like very familiar conversation. So they obviously know each other. They've been in the past, et cetera, et cetera. They're upset at how each other turned out, which I think was just interesting. And then we kind of find out technically at the end of the episode that he put her through the wall into the rock Al- wall behind. Al- the do wall. you think she's dead? I don't know if she's dead. Yeah. It was looked I like think a- he's out for the count. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like how they use the lightning to like flash his face when he first entered the dojo and also to flash her body yeah. uh, stuck in the side of the uh, stuck outside of the building or into the it was like a, the rock or whatever she was stuck in right? yeah, like in some, the side of the hill yeah whatever yeah, it was much. cool um i wish we saw their clash yeah. because he definitely flexed he yeah, it would have been sick to when watch. When he fought that demon in the beginning, when Sakio was using him at, uh, to put him was, yeah. when Sakio put Helen. him on display. That was the name of the the four-legged beast at hell. I just saw it on the screen the second time I watched it. I'm like, oh my god, they actually gave it a name. Is it double L, Helen? It's actually single O. Mm. I have an aunt named Helen. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Are you comparing? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, he said, oh, 30%. So he only used yeah. 30% of his power, I guess. I would like to know how much he used against Genkai. Does the spirit wave orb give you powers, or is it like an object? Because is she less powerful because she doesn't have it anymore? I guess you know? we don't know yet. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I mean, because so, so Togoro, Togoro is aware of the orb. He knows now that Yusuke has it, which he seemed to be a little disappointed about. So uh, they're obviously, I think they're setting it up 
we're going to talk more about it. The reason why I ask is because if Togoro has known for fucking years that she's had it, why mm-hmm. has he just going after it now? You know what I mean? And maybe it's because she is like really powerful with it and he knows he can't. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm just yeah. I'm, I think I'm grasping question a, for sure. I, I'm just grasping a straw. I feel like no, some, I, I think that that's definitely a concept that they introduced that they maybe haven't totally explained or answered i think you're thinking about it the right way like you're taking the information that you're they're giving you in in different parts and piecing it together yeah like maybe he hasn't gone after it because he was threat felt threatened and now he knows there's an opportunity and that's why he's jumping on it kind of thing you know what i mean i don't know what it does this thing yet they i am assuming next episode they're gonna dive all into it because that's what they've been doing they leave you with questions and then they've been using like the first half of every episode kind of to to answer what was left unturned the previous episode and then they introduced new things five yeah. episodes so far three through through three it's exciting yeah wow we're ever halfway done that's actually insane yeah yeah that is wild <laughs> that's crazy but all right we kind of have one last thing to talk about it's a jumble of scenes but it's kind of they all have the same central theme here so yusuke is actually finally getting his ramen noodle meal at a at kiko's shop and disaster strikes as he apparently kidnaps her which leads to a chase scene a confrontation scene and then a fight scene so um yusuke gets a little bit of revenge physically on Hie here but then our boy karama kind of steps in and makes him see reason i again short a short fight but the choreography is just amazing to watch yeah i Hie is very smooth with the blade yeah. uh, i think they... that, that backflip off the wall was sick too yeah just the I just it's so hard to just keep saying the same thing over and over again. But the fights are just amazing. I love yeah. watching all of them. Definitely, there's so such fun little details too. Like this time when he like hits him with the it's still sheathed, and instead of like like Yusuke grabs his arm, he is gonna back up. So like he stops him, and he like is like oh shit, like he he actually grabbed me and like is keeping me close type of deal. Like he now can use the spirit energy to like coat his fist and punch the wall, which he breaks. So like he is noticing that he's grown stronger in this mm-hmm. time, which is just good to see. Obviously, oh yeah, love it. Hits him with a headbutt too, which felt very monkey D. Luffy esque. Just all the all the MCs from back in the day, just big headbutters. <laughs> I know Goku was a big headbutter against yeah. Kid Buu. Love it. Just always, good stuff. Good it's stuff. always how it is. Yeah, so Karama basically stops this fight by making them see reason. He's like, "Hey, it was not him who stole your. I almost said your sister. It wasn't him who stole um, Kaiko Kiko. I know I did it twice there. I always call her Keiko. Like the I Keiko. legitimately, I keep meaning to hear it in the episode yeah. so I can bring it to the podcast, and I just keep forgetting. They, they say it's, they speak so fast; it's so hard That's, to pick yeah, it up. Tough. Yeah, because it's never just like in the first or no, it's just like Keiko or yeah. whatever. It's in the mm-hmm. middle of their sentences yeah. Yeah. usually, but." Karama has found out where Hiei's sister is, which happens to be where um, Kiko is being taken. And we learn here that it was actually the elder Togoro who kidnapped her and was using Hiei's look as a disguise. So, I mean, we saw when we were first introduced to him, he's just kind of extending his finger. And now he's like creating an entire personal disguise, which is an interesting step up for his power here. Um, Kuwabara shows up, which he's always welcome in any group that I'm in. I like how him and Hiei had like a very quick moment of like, fuck you, fuck you type of deal. He's just like immediately confrontational, yeah. which makes me laugh. Um, and then they kind of get met on the dock as they're kind of heading out by one of Mullet Man's henchmen who's been expecting them. So they want them to come to the island. And obviously, it's not just going to be for a conversation. Mm-mm. I thought the uh, the reveal, like when she slaps Hiei, the sister, Hiei's sister, 
and it, the reveal is uh, the brother of Toguro. I can't, I just can't remember their names, but uh, I was just thinking of uh, Gara from Naruto when mm. Rock Lee like kind of kicks his face and like it's the the wicked smile underneath a little bit. I was I was a little bit shocked because I genuinely just thought it was Hie that took her to kind of just like get a an opponent set or a match set with you know yeah Yusuke, but. It was a nice little, nice little twist. I that thought it was cool and scary. It was thing. terrifying, to be honest. It was really scary seeing his face, like inside of Hie's face or whatever's face. Yeah, she it didn't was, like it either. He's got a good, um, he's got a good power. Yeah, and he can again. Yep. Just to me, the the test of strength is always like how well can you handle guns, and obviously he tanks like four or yeah. five of them. So <laughs> all to the head. Yeah. So obviously this guy's got to be pretty fucking strong too. Yeah. I wonder if uh now I'm thinking about it, I wonder if Kur- Kurobara is gonna take on the younger brother while or while Yusuke fights Toguro. Yeah. Well we mm. at this point now we've gotten we have a squad of four True. on the island, and now we have a squad of four of our own heading to the island. Yeah, because so. they have the three bodyguards, Toguro, the Toguro twins, I guess. So that would be you can count that as four maybe, and then yeah, there's four that walk up. So I'm excited, man. I'm definitely yeah. excited. We'll see what happens. Maybe two more episodes. Again, I just thought another good episode makes me instantly want to watch the next one. Like Alki said, they're introducing concepts to us that are interesting. They're giving us questions that we want to think about and know more about. And as always, like we've said 18 million times, the fighting choreography is just enthralling. So it's checking all the boxes. It's literally checking all the boxes. It's yeah, still, still haven't been disappointed, honestly, with this, the show. The live action, to me, still is one of the better live actions that I've ever seen in my life. And not that to say that there's many of them besides the One Piece. Uh, I still have been really loving every second of this mm-hmm. show, to be honest. It's also, I mean, to be fair, it lends itself very well to live action adaptation. They're kind of just people, the demons have right. yeah, human they're not disguises. Like, yeah, they're it's not old, school, it's old yeah. school manga anime, so they're not like super strong. Yeah. You know? It's cool, though. It's and They're doing it well. Obviously, a, the, the story's truncated, but it's it's still flowing for me very well. I have a question, Kyle, and I don't know if you're going to want to answer this. Is okay. it looking like full completion of all source material in these five episodes, or is it like no. a two? Oh, no. okay. Yeah, so there will potentially oh, be like a, a, season a second two. season. I would assume so, yeah. Okay, because I was about to think like five episodes to no, include. Because no. I'm not sure how long. I haven't even looked up how many chapters it is, but just by like i read waruni kenshin before i know inuyasha mm-hmm. is not like a super long story i'm assuming yu yu hakusho kind of falls into that like 200 chapter range maybe less i don't know so where i was going where i'm going with this is like i wonder how much they're squeezing in like is this the is this the main story kind of thing you know is this the main plot but i'm actually play i'm happy to hear that it's not so now, this is like there's there's 175 chapters this is like we'll probably get through maybe 80. Okay, so hard, it's, I mean, it's, it is hard to say though, but so this is kind of like maybe it feels like they're kind of putting together like the first two like big arcs kind of into one, mm-hmm. and then there's still there's definitely still more to come after. I think we we conclude all of like the mysteries that we're aware of so far. Okay. Two seasons seems like I feel like that's just prime because obviously when they came out and they were like, oh, we only have five episodes. It's like that sounds weird. It's yeah, it's just such a weird number. Yeah, because if they I'm sure they could have maybe even fit the whole story in one season of like eight or ten episodes if they right. really wanted to. But I guess looking on it now, I'm kind of grateful it's turning out well. And if they want to take yeah. their time with it, 
you know, I, I've, as much as I've been loving it, I'm not like a diehard. So it's not like, oh, you know, get this out as soon as possible. It's like I've been enjoying the watch. Mm-hmm. Something new. Yeah, five's just crazy. I don't think I've ever in my life seen a show that's five episodes. Yeah. Like six is the least Minimum. I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Peaky Blinders was six, right? Yeah, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say Game of Thrones was six that final like Blackbird, I watched recently. Fantastic show, but I watched that. Kyle it was solid. Yeah, six episodes, so yeah. Oh, well. I mean, hey, we got two more episodes left. Seems like they're really prepping us for a lot of of good fights, which we've been loving, obviously. So, looking forward to all of that. So, stick around with us. We're going to be covering the last two episodes. Not exactly sure when we'll be able to, due to you know holiday travels, people are are busy and all that kind of stuff. But we're going to do it as soon as we possibly can. So, just sit tight. Episode four coverage will be out as soon as we can possibly do it. The best way to support us is going to be, besides listening, is going to be to like, subscribe on whatever you're listening or watching on. Also, maybe holiday season. I'm not sure if we can get this out before Christmas, but maybe, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, throw a little elbow to your cousin or your, your aunt, your uncle. Say, hey, Town TV, good place to listen to good content about TV shows. And we would very much appreciate that. If you want to learn more about Town TV, BingetownTV.com the home of everything Benchtown. It's a great way also to look at our catalog of TV shows we've covered. It's over 100 at this point. Nice little alphabetical list of all of them. And there's some bangers in there. There's some, there's some good TV shows and there's some really good podcast coverage. So um, if you like what you heard from the three of us, there's also, I mean, there's five more hosts on Benchtown, so you get a little variety as well. So just be sure to keep hanging around. All right. We are Benchtown TV. And thank you for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.